Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Um, Leviticus chapter 4, Leviticus chapter 4, the book of Leviticus is in the Old Testament, their book, chapter 4. We went through uh, the first um Three chapters, who can remember what those were about? Offerings. So there's the burnt offering, and we know that uh, the burnt offering is a sin offering, if we could say, that covers um, covers you as a whole, uh, all your impurities and different things. And so, again, this is um, a... Uh, slips in my mind um you don't have to do it right it's not a uh not a requirement right it's a uh voluntary gosh it's voluntary right and so we understand that god's not going to bring people kicking and screaming into heaven uh same thing with the grain offering uh this was usually offered at the same time as the thank you must be clearing my throat too much i had some coffee and so (laughs) thank you uh the grain offering is above and beyond and so if we uh can compare this to uh tithing and giving uh you can kind of compare it that way if you want to if that makes sense but it's above and beyond it's more of appreciation uh and fellowship uh, same thing, or, or the peace offering or the fellowship offering, as you could say, uh, is, is, is you're thankful, right? You're very, very thankful and fellowship with God. And so there's, there's different, in the peace offerings, there are different offerings that, we, that we'll see. It's all within Leviticus here. Uh, but there's a Thanksgiving offering that's a part of, that's under the peace offering, a wave offering, and then a uh, votive offering, uh, and they're all free will offerings and uh, given for a vow, uh, taken in relation to a favor or simply a voluntary act of worship, you know, different things like that. And so we'll start to see those play out um, in Leviticus 7 is where those will start to be specified out. And so now we're in a, uh, the sin offering is what is called um, or you could say a purification offering, and it's offered for specific sins. And so the burnt offering is more of a general offering uh, that covers you. Uh, this the sin offering is more specific, right? If you and it's uh, and this is uh, unknowingly. When we go through this, we'll start to see this unknowingly do something, and uh, it's brought to your attention, and immediately you 
give the offering to uh, to to purify yourself or make yourself right uh, in the sight of God. How many know that when we come to Jesus in the first place, right? The blood of Jesus covers all. Now we don't have to go through the specific offerings anymore, uh, but we do have to repent, though, don't we? And we will continue to repent until the day that we die. That's just how it is. I heard an old preacher uh, once say, uh, you get saved, you're being saved, and one day you will be saved, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so uh, you get saved, you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and, uh, and you start to, you start to uh, make some changes uh, through your life. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, you know, uh, I guess I need to say some more uh, forgiveness. God help me. And, uh, and, you, and you change, right? Or we stumble sometimes. We get back up and God helps us. Or we do something unknowingly. We get back up. God helps us. And so we know this. This is throughout our life we'll be doing this forever. Uh, uh, repentance is changing your mind. And so we'll be repenting forever. We'll be changing our minds forever. I, uh, I hate to tell you, but uh, I will next year, I will be a better pastor and leader to you than I am this year. Sorry to face the facts, but, <laughs> but as I grow, then, uh, you know, or as God leads me, I grow and, uh, and hopefully you guys grow and we all grow together. Uh, but, uh, hopefully that kind of puts a perspective on things. And so anyways, okay. Chapter four, uh, starting with verse one. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, if a person sins unintentionally against any of the commandments of the Lord, and anything which ought not to be done, and uh, and does any of them, uh, if he and then it's gonna then it's gonna go on. So this is un, unintentional, and even though you didn't know about it, doesn't mean it's not right. Or you need to, or you don't need to repent. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, I didn't know, and there was a lot of issues that I needed to work through as time uh, went on, right? And so I tell people all the time, especially people that are first coming into the church, you, you make the initial step and, and saying a prayer and believing God and, 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 you know, coming to repentance, but there's a lot to work through, right? Before I got saved, I was 22, 23 years old. And so I had sowed bad seed for 20 plus years, right? And so there's a lot of things that I needed to work on, but I can only do one thing at a time. It's one step at a time working out. And so don't, uh, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. It's, it's a work in progress. Amen. And so I'm a totally different person than what I am today. But God will convict us of things. And sometimes those things are different than, uh, that's why it's a personal relationship. Sometimes God can convict me of something uh, that he might not convict you of and vice versa. Uh, of course, there are general sins. We understand this. But there are some personal things that God is working on you and how to work things out in you. And that's a personal relationship with you and Jesus. Amen. And so just because God's working on you in something, I've told you guys this before, doesn't mean it gives you the authority to go work on somebody else <laughs> about 
that issue because it might not be a problem for that person. And so you got to worry about you. You do you. Hallelujah. And so, okay, uh, let's move on here. If the anointed priest, so now in the other sections it was talking about uh, the offerings and it was talking about the animals. If you remember this, it's saying, hey, for this, you have this animal, this is what you do, and this is the outcome, right? Now it's talking about the persons, right? And this is what you have to do as the person and Ultimately, the outcome is going to be forgiveness or favor with God. Amen? Uh, fellowship with God, coming uh, close to God. And so that's, that's the thing here. Now we're looking at the persons first. So this is the anointed priest. If he sings, bringing guilt on the people, then let him offer to the Lord for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bull without blemish, As a sin offering, he shall bring the bull to the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord, lay his hands on the bull's head. Remember, why why is he doing this? Is to say, I, uh, uh, you know, uh, my sins, in essence, are going to be laid on this, and this animal is going to take the punishment for my sins, right? And so he's... He's acknowledging this. That's what they're doing. And kill the bull before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of meeting. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And so you have to understand. So he kills the, the, the bull. He Uh, takes the blood, puts it on the horns, right? And then he sprinkles it seven times, which is a sign of completion, right? Fullness. And so, and this is in front of the veil of the sanctuary, okay? And the priest shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of the sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of meeting, and he shall pour the remaining of the blood of the bull in the base of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he's uh, he's he's doing uh, uh, verse eight. I got to remember verse eight. Sometimes I skip around. Um, so what he's doing here is he is uh, doing the same thing as the burnt offering. We can see this, and it's gonna and it's gonna say you know kind of relate back to different things he's going to kill the bull but in this sense he's going to start to sprinkle the blood on the tabernacle on the different altars and uh the incense altar the incense altar when it goes up we all we know this that this is a sign of prayers right Uh, that's a thing so somewhere he is a priest he needs to get it right and so he is now, uh, if he has violated, he has violated the house of God. And so now he is going around and he is purifying the, uh, 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 the tabernacle as well, right? And so uh, if you have any kind of issues, whether you know it or not, and when you do know it, the goodness of God, right, is the Holy Spirit that will continue to deal with you, to dwell over you to reveal things 
about you that you need to get right. And we need to immediately repent and get it right so our prayers aren't hindered. Amen? And so we see this with the priest. And so he's the priest and he's in the tabernacle. And so purification needs to happen here. And this purification that's happening when he is going around, uh, there is the priest and then there is another priest, which most scholars say this would be the high priest that's taking the blood, sprinkling it seven times, putting it on because the priest that sinned should not be doing this until he is rectified and right with God, right? Then he can do this in help to, uh, for other people, okay? And so this is not the same priest. It's not him doing all of this. Um, it, is, it would be like if, uh, um, uh, if I could use an analogy, if I sinned or something uh, in this time, or in that, in that time, sorry, uh, if I send her something to be like Pastor Campbell, you know, I would be doing something. I would be, in essence, repenting, and Pastor Campbell would be helping me uh, to rectify, if, if I could use that analogy, right, uh, just to try to bring clarity. And that's all I'm trying to do. Um, and so, of course, we understand that Jesus Christ is the high priest, and when we go to Jesus Christ... He is the one that makes it right by his blood and by his sacrifice. And so we don't have to do this anymore. And you do not have to come to me. Now, there are accountabilities. If you are in ministry or, or something, then you, you do need to come to me. And you need to, you need to say, hey, I've messed up. And, and there is a process uh, to get things right as far as ministry goes. Amen. But as far as salvation goes, uh, you don't, the only person you need to go to is Jesus. You don't need to go to a priest. You don't need to go to a pastor. You don't need to go to anybody. There are, there are times when you go to accountability partners to help you in different things. Totally fine. Uh, just be aware, you know, uh, be aware of who you open yourself up to. Uh, you, you just got to, you know, you need to uh, open yourself up to a good godly person um, to help with accountability and stuff like that. And so anyways, uh, uh, hallelujah, praise God. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, okay, he shall take from it the fat of the bull as the sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails and the fat which is on the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks and the fat, uh, fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove as it was taken from the bull of the sacrifice of the peace offering. See, again, it's going back. What did they do with the peace offering, right? And the fat is, we're not, we're not to eat it, Remember? Uh, as a prior. So it's going back to the peace offering, right? And the priest shall burn them on the altar of the burnt offering, but the bull's hide and all its flesh with its head and legs, its entrails and uh, offal, offal, uh, the whole bull shall be carried outside the camp to a clean place where the ashes are poured out and 
burn, uh, burn it on the wood fire where the ashes are poured out on the, uh, out, uh, out, it shall be burnt. Okay, so they are doing what they need to do inside, burning the things that are on the uh, for the uh, altar that are inside, doing the purification. The rest of the stuff is going outside the camp and being burned. Again, we understand that Jesus Christ was crucified outside the tabernacle into an outer outer place that was you see you see the correlation that's happening here see everything in the old testament points to jesus christ and everything in the new testament points back to jesus christ right and so we see this you see jesus christ was the answer from the very beginning it was timing and now it's, it's interesting that Jesus Christ, that God picks a time in the worst part of history. You can see this even with historians that are not even religious. They say that was the worst period of time to die. Crucifixion was the worst. The most brutal out of all history and Jesus Christ comes down during this time to suffer the worst for you and for me to make it right. Amen? Okay, now if the whole congregation, so we went from the priest to the whole congregation as a whole, of Israel uh, sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they, excuse me, have done something against any of the commandments of the Lord in anything which should not be done, and are guilty. So this guilty is this conscience of guilt to become offended or to trespass, right? Uh, becomes known, their guilt becomes known, then the assembly shall offer a young bull. Again, it's a bull. This is the most costly of all the sacrifices. Okay? It is a male cow. It's a bull. It's the most costly. Um, for the sin and bring it before the tabernacle of meeting and the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord. Uh, then the bull shall be killed before the Lord and uh, the anointed priest shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tabernacle of meeting. Then the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil and he shall put uh, some of the blood on the horns of the altar, uh, which is before the Lord, which is the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall pour the remain, uh, remaining blood that is based on the burnt offering, which is the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Okay, so remember, they go inside and they worship here. And so again, there's some purification going on here, except remember... Uh, the last one, they did it on the altar of incense. This one, they're not. Okay? You see the correlation here? 
the, the priests, and then now it's the congregation. <clears throat> and so there's differences that are happening here. Um, uh, and one of the things, too, that you have to understand, um, as a pastor, I will be judged more or harsher than somebody else. Because I am leading the congregation. And I want you to see this right here. Um, I believe God showed me this. Okay. Uh, so he shall take all the fat uh, uh, from it and burn it on the altar. And he shall do with the bull as he did with the bull as a sin offering. Thus he shall do with it. So the priest shall make atonement for them. And it shall be forgiven them. Then they shall carry the, uh, the bull outside the camp and burn, burn it as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. So I thought that that was interesting, the first bull. So we just read how the priest got it right did the sin offering, did the, and took it out and burned it. Now the congregation is doing the same thing, taking it out. So the first one was the priest. Now this one is the congregation. And so I, I, you know, I'm reading you know, different commentaries and different texts. None of them, I thought this stood out to me, none of them even referenced this or talked about this. And, uh, and so I really feel that... Um, you know, as a pastor, or in this case, as a priest, you're leading the congregation somewhere. And so if you fall, they're falling. And so you see what's going on here. This is the, they need to get it right too, right? And so that's why I say there's this double right, thing that's going on here. And so, he, you know, you've got to make it right. So he's leading the congregation here, and, and, and now this is the second bull that's being done here. Uh, and and in, in my mind, it's because he did something, and the congregation followed. And we understand this with Aaron, don't we, and the golden calf. Right? And Aaron makes this golden calf that they all can worship, and craziness happens. And so they all need to repent and make it right. Okay, now it's going to go on to a ruler. And so the ruler would be somebody that is like um, a judge or different things, not a priest or not, uh, not anything, but somebody that is uh, over the people judging different things that's happening and stuff like that. Remember, Moses set this up. Uh, by his father-in-law Jethro, remember he said, "Hey, you, the, you can't handle this by yourself. You need to make, uh, you know, people over five hundreds, hundreds, fifties, you know, uh, that sense." And so these are the rulers that are set in place to help, uh, uh, you know, administer uh, uh, justice. Yeah, justice. Yeah, and help help with all the chaos. Okay, so when a ruler has sinned and does something unintentionally against any of the commandments of the Lord, his God, in any 
uh, in anything which should not be done and is guilty, again, we have that guilty. How many know that, you know, if you feel guilty, that's a good thing. God's dealing with you. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Don't mix the two. Don't mix the two. Condemnation is is putting somebody down. Is you want them to to fall. You want them to feel pain. You want them to, you know, conviction is you're bringing the word of God and God is dealing with you on who you are and to change. And a lot of people get them mixed up. Don't get that mixed up. Because conviction is a very, very good thing. That is God dealing with you to change and to, to, make, to make things right. And so there is a difference. And so that's where this guilt is coming from, right? Or if he sin, or if his sin, excuse me, which he has committed comes to his knowledge, he shall bring as uh, his offering a kid of goats, a male without blemish, and he shall lay his hand on the head of the goat and kill it at, at the place where they kill the burnt offering for the Lord. It is a sin offering. Okay, so now it went from bulls to goats. Right? Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Pastor Adam back with you again. Just wanted to give you this report that uh, you have been doing a great job of sharing the news of this podcast and continuing to download uh, episodes on a daily basis. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. There's more of you listening now than at any other time in the podcast history. So we just want to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to these anointed sermons. We just want to ask you one thing real quick. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review, especially those of you on Apple devices, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, uh, we need some five-star reviews. And also, uh, if you could leave a few notes in there about what you like best about this podcast, it would really, really help us. I'm sure that you know somebody who could use a daily podcast to get them through the day. Please make sure you share it with them. And uh, also, uh, we are trying to get our hands on sermons from all across our fellowship. If you've got some good ones to share with us, we'd encourage you to please contact us using the links in the show notes. We'd love to feature your sermons from your church as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the sermon. Uh, the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour its blood at the base of the burnt offering, and he shall burn all of its fat uh, on the altar like the fat of the uh, sacrifice of the peace offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven now we've got the right it's coming into the forgiven now and it's individuals it's not uh, you know the whole congregation 
right? It goes from the priest to the whole con- the congregation as a whole, what they need to do to make things right. Now it's going to the individuals. Now he is uh, a ruler, but yet it's not as much as what needs to happen for the priest or the whole congregation. It can be a goat, right? It still has to be male, though. Okay? He's got a higher place. And so you see this. More is required from more that are in uh, higher positions and doing things uh, leading people. Okay? Um, and so you see the, the different things here as well. Um, it's, they're not taking it outside, right, and burning the rest of it. They're not, so there's a lot, there's, they're not uh, sprinkling it seven, seven times, right? Uh, because this is a personal, this uh, now, uh, it, well, the, the priest was personal, but the priest is ministering in the tabernacle and basically violating the tabernacle as he's working there, right? This is more outside, and so they're not doing that. They're not sprinkling the blood, and they're not doing that, okay? Okay, if anyone of the common people, so this would be just the regular people of the congregation, um, no positions, right, um, in, in authority or, or justice or judging in any way. Um, if any of the common people sins unintentionally by doing something against any of the uh, commandments of the Lord in anything which ought not to be done and is guilty, or if his sin which he had committed comes to his knowledge, then he shall bring his uh, offering a kid of the goats, a female without blemish. So it's always without blemish, but now this is a female. So remember the burnt offering when you came before, that always had to be a male. Right? And we saw that there were three different kinds, right? You could bring a bull, you could bring a, a, a sheep or goat, or you could bring a dove. No matter where you are in life, this is you can make it right with God. You can have communion with God. Okay? Uh, but it always had to be the male, right? In this case, now it could be a female of the of the regular people. So it didn't, it's not, it's more specific, okay? A specific sin that you didn't know and you realize and now you're getting it right, okay? Uh, And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering at the place of the burnt offering. Then the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger, put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. Every time they're pouring the blood at the base of the altar. Did you see that? In every one of these, they're pouring the blood at the base. And there's and everything about it has to do with the blood. Life is in the blood. And Jesus bled for you and for me. It's the blood of Jesus that sets us free. And it's at the base of the altar, which many say you have to get down and pour it in, right? A sign of humility in coming to God. 
when we have an altar call, we invite people to come up and to pray. And many times, you know, uh, uh, unless you're, you're not able to, of course, you know, um, being physical or, or being older or whatever it is, um, you know, we could pull up a chair or something. But most of the time we kneel down, right? And we humbly, it's a position of humble, come before the Lord asking for forgiveness. Okay. Uh, see, I did it again. Okay, at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat. Its fat is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn it on the altar for a sweet aroma to the Lord, so the priest shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. Okay. Here, it's where it's talking about all the different things that's happening, it doesn't go into the meat or eating, but many scholars say that this, you can eat the meat, not the offerer, but the priest. The holy priest can eat. So it's not the priest that did the sin, he can't eat it, but the other priest can, the high priest or whoever can, but he can't partake in it because it's a sin offering. And he's giving it holy. But the priest can. Same thing with the congregation. They can't partake in it, but the priest can. Uh, the ruler can't partake in it, but the priest can. The common can't partake in it, but the priest can. The only offering that can't be is the burnt offering, the one that covers all. That is fully consumed. Okay? Uh, then the only part where uh, they're partaking is the peace offering because there's the grain offering before, which is above and beyond. When you're, when you, usually when you're coming with the burnt offering, you're giving extra. And so that is for the priests, right? So the main off, the burnt offerings consumed. The grain offering, remember a handful is given uh, on the altar for God, the rest is for the priest to eat. Then the peace offering they bring and they can eat with the priest. It's a peace offering. It's a fellowship offering that they can come and eat with them. This is the part that they can partake in and eat. Okay? That's the peace offering or fellowship offering, whatever you want to say. Okay, 32. If he... Uh, well, did I skip? Okay, okay. Okay, if he brings a lamb, so he could either uh, bring a uh, a goat or he could bring a lamb. Uh, if he brings a lamb as his sin offering, uh, he shall bring a female without blemish. Then he shall lay his hands on the head of the sin offering <coughs> and kill it as a sin offering uh, at the place where they killed the burnt offering, the priest shall make uh, shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his fingers, put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour all the remaining blood at the base of the altar. He shall remove all its fat, <coughs> excuse me, as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering. 
uh, then the priest shall burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to the Lord. So the priest shall make atonement for his sin that he has committed and it shall be forgiven him. Okay, so we have a very forgiving God, Father. We come down. We make things right. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He deals with us about things. We repent. We pray again. We repent. We have fellowship with each other. We help each other. And God forgives us. All by the blood of Jesus. But you have to remember, we have to continue to repent. We'll be forever repenting. <coughs> Excuse me, changing our minds and for asking for forgiveness. God, forgive me. I had no idea. Pray that God would show you things about yourself that are hindering you from getting closer to God. You should pray about that. Are there things that are being hindered? Are there prayers that are being hindered that you need to reflect and say, God, is there something in me? Every time I go to pray for somebody, when I go to somebody's house, they've called me over, hey, someone's having, or I go to the hospital, I will... In my car, most of the time, I'll, I'll, I'll go there, stop, and I'll pray in my car. <clears throat> God, forgive me if there's anything in me that would hinder my prayers to help this person. God, don't let me hinder the prayers or the miracle that you have for this person. Don't let it be me. Uh, some of you have counseled with me uh, before, and um, I used to have that office, and now it's a nursery. But uh, uh, if you were with if you were with me before, uh, when we went back there, uh, and I and I would talk with you, then well, and I still do it. I still do it today. Um, just not back there, but that's just what comes to my memory right now. Uh, I will pray with you before we, we, we talk. And then I will pray with you after. Because we need God, <laughs> not Adam Stevens. We need the wisdom of God to help us to reveal things to change us. Notice in all of this, it was the person that went there and got it right. It didn't say, your father can come and can offer a goat 
or a lamb or a bull or your mother can come or your grandma or your grandpa or your it was them and they were putting their hands on the animal and killing the animal the only person you can change is yourself so stop trying to change somebody else they have to come to the altar you can pray for somebody else but you cannot change somebody else they have to come and they have to do the sacrifice you know so many couples fight because you're trying to change the other person he does it this way and I do it this way or she does it that way and it drives me crazy you know maybe you need to look at yourself why does it drive you so crazy the only person you can change is you and I promise you I promise you I promise you with all my heart unless the person is just a psychopath (laughs) your spouse is not against you They didn't marry you to think, you know what, I'm going to just make this person's life miserable. That's not why they married you. So maybe you should just sit back and listen. Because maybe they're pointing something out that really does need to change. But the only person that can change it is you. They're not against you. I'm not against you. Please don't think that I'm against you. I'm here to help you in any way that I can. I'm not against you. I love you guys. And I'm here to serve you and to help you. Don't get conviction and condemnation mixed. Because I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to change your life. I'm not here to live your life. I got my own life to live and figure stuff out. I don't need to live yours. But I am here to try to help in any way that I can. And I'm not against you. I'm not against you. Amen. Who's here today because of you? There's a dying world out there. And all the answers they need is found right here. They're desperate. We need to tell people about Jesus and the love of God and what he's done for them and how he's shed his innocent blood to have fellowship with them and to save them. Love people. Love people and reach out to people. Amen. I'd like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're in this place and you're not right with God. Either you've never given your life to Jesus or you've somewhere you've lost your way. Maybe sin unknowingly 
has taken you places that you never thought you'd be and you'd look at yourself right now and you'd honestly take a assessment and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not right. And I'm so far from where I originally was when I gave my life to Jesus. I've faded away. I've slowly walked away. And I need to make things right. And that's the Holy Spirit talking and dealing with you and showing you. Not to condemn you, but to help you. To get closer to you because there's something, you know, just holding you back. You'd be honest, you'd say, you know what, I need to repent. I need to ask for forgiveness. That's you in this place. Either you're not right with Jesus and you need to get right with Jesus. Or somewhere you've sinned. I want you to lift up your hand. I see this hand. Anybody else? Lift up your hand, front to back, left to right. Anybody else? Join this on this heart. Hallelujah, if you do one more thing, if you come up to the front and pray, pray with me, I'll say a simple prayer. I ask that you stand to your feet with me and I want to open up these altars. Like I said, you don't have to come to me. You don't have to go to a priest. You don't have to, but you can just get alone with God. That we could just kneel down to a faithful God committed, a sign of humbleness. That you know what, God, I need your help and whatever it might be, help me. Keep me. Keep me strong. Keep me going. God, I need you. I need you in this time. These altars are open if you want to come. If you're in the congregation, you can be seated. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, Would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.